And we're back on Money Talk. Uh, I'm Andrew Work, and we're going to be taking a closer look at what is going on in China with Ben Cavender. He is the managing director of the China Market Research Group. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Hey, Ben. So, Ben, um, you know, we're starting to get some numbers out from the results of the first quarter uh, performance of the Chinese economy. Uh, how strong is it or is it not going to be for the rest of the year? What's your take? Well, I mean, I think so far we've definitely seen a recovery coming out of COVID, but I think the recovery is probably to some degree more tepid than maybe a lot of businesses and a lot of analysts were, were maybe hoping to see. Uh, you know, if you look at exports, the beginning of the year was, you know, obviously pretty pretty dismal with some of the restrictions that were still in place. Now, uh, you know, we saw, I think most of that was, frankly speaking, factories catching up with, with buyer orders. And so when we interview factory managers, pretty much everybody we've spoken to uh, in the first quarter of this year has said that they, they really are not very bullish about the remainder of the year unless there's more stimulus coming from the government. So I think that should be a little bit of a caution sign for investors here. And then, you know, if you turn to the consumer, uh, I think it's, it's really very much a mixed bag. So I think what you had with the, the COVID restrictions easing is people really very quickly jumping on the ability to travel, the ability to go, actually go out in groups, go to a restaurant, and sort of resume something that feels a little bit like normal life. But when you look at spending, you look at store traffic, uh, purchases of physical goods, it's still extremely weak right now. And whether you're a brand that's sort of in the, the mid-market or sort of more cost-focused, or whether you're, you know, a number of luxury brands... Uptake really has been, I think, quite a bit below what a lot of people hope for in terms of a rebound. So that's a long way of saying I think the economy is still in a precarious position. I don't think the government has done enough yet to stimulate consumer spending or, or positive consumer behavior. Uh, and I, I don't think they really have an appetite to do that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next month or two as far as spending sort of continuing to remain slower or starting to come off of it. All right. Well, let's let's break that down. There's a lot. There's a lot to look at there. Uh, if we want to go deeper in some of those sectors, so let's start with the export. Uh, the export sector, like you said, pretty terrible first couple of months, but then March was off the hook. Like you said, uh, we had some people on the show talking about it being, uh, you know, like you said, wor working out production bottlenecks. So March was a really great month after a couple of not so great months. Uh, but I guess export is looking ahead. They're looking at uh, they're looking at future orders. I understand the Canton Fair is on this week. Uh, and remember, at one point, this was like the be-all and end-all for figuring out what was going to happen exports. I think it's probably lost some of that centrality to China's export industry. But I hear it's, uh, you know, I hear it's pretty quiet up there, that people are finding it, you know, they're, they're not really expecting too much. Uh, traffic isn't back up yet. Maybe it's because visitors aren't coming back to China. Um, but, I mean, uh, forward-looking orders for the export market, uh, is, is, that, is that where this pessimism is coming from? Are the orders just not there for summer? Yeah, so, so speaking to the fair specifically, um, they, they certainly you know, had a rebound in traffic from the, the, you know, the last year or so, just given, given all the lockdown situations, et cetera. Um, but actually speaking to uh, the, you know, the factory boost there and trying to understand you know, what they were looking at in the future, I think I, we had a lot of people telling us that you know, as far as their forward orders, they might be down compared to last year, even 20 or 30 percent. So there's a there's a little bit of concern that the orders are just not in place right now. And so what you're seeing at the factory level is a lot of factories now 
um, trying to reduce prices where they can, and, and I think that's why you've seen uh, deflation um, you know, with, within the factory space when you look at the numbers. Um, and I've had a number of factories, certainly uh, close by to me here in Shanghai, so looking at Ningbo, looking at uh, Suzhou, looking at Shaoxing, which are sort of like the apparel manufacturing centers of China. Um, a lot of them are saying they've actually reduced working hours for people on the factory floor uh, in anticipation of orders being weak or are actually starting to let a small number of people go. So, so I, I do think there's very real concern about what the rest of the year is going to look like from an export perspective. Now, having said that, yeah. uh, as you mentioned, there are some segments that are performing quite well. I think if you look at the EV market right now, Chinese uh, domestic EV producers, um, as they have seen the domestic demand for EVs kind of come down a little bit with some of the uh, policy that was supporting EV purchases going away, they've now really turned to exporting the EVs. That's one of the, the great points for sure that I think will continue. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if, if you're talking about people getting laid off, uh, people getting their hours reduced, that, of course, goes to spending in the domestic market. Uh, can we break that down a little bit? Because I, 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 I know LVMH uh, recently reported their biggest earnings ever, uh, had a huge jump in their share price, and they attributed a lot of that to sales in China. But I understand that there's a couple of luxury brands that are outperforming in China, but you're saying maybe the luxury brand sector as a whole is not doing so great. Is it? Have I got that right? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, I think when you look at LVMH as a group, they're extremely well run. There was a lot of pent-up demand for their various brands of products. I think the same could probably be said for some of the Halo brands. If you look at Hermes, if you look at Chanel, I think they are very well positioned for growth. And as soon as things opened up here, you basically had lines back at the stores with people fighting to get in or fighting for access to the products. Yeah. But that's also in part because those products, especially if you look at, say, Hermes, are almost seen as an investment. Um, they tend not to go down in value very much, if at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so, so I think those brands have a really strong beachhead here and have opportunity to grow. But if you look at a lot of more sort of mass luxury brands or luxury brands that are maybe just a little bit behind, it's a different story. They're still holding on to maybe more inventory that they would like to be holding. They're still struggling to get people uh, into the stores here. Uh, so it's definitely a little bit of a mixed bag. Is, is it also maybe because the Chinese international travel hasn't picked up? So these people aren't flying to Paris. They're not flying to Milan to buy these products. Uh, so they're getting, they're getting them in China. So the luxury companies look at this and go, oh, look, our sales are great in China. I wonder why. Because um, that's where the buyers yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely a part of it. I, I think there's there's definitely appetite for, for overseas travel right now. And I think given the opportunity, you do have a lot of consumers that would like to be going to Paris or the Gallery Lafayette to shop or going to Milan or going to London or wherever it might be. Um, but in practice, what's happening is they're really focusing on the destinations that are easy to get to and the ones that were sort of greenlit first by the Chinese government for tour packages for more flights coming back on. So Cambodia, the Philippines, Thailand seeing a tremendous amount of traffic from uh, Chinese consumers, but primarily for leisure or vacation type activity rather than for shopping, whereas the European routes really haven't picked up that much because we're still quite far behind in terms of the number of flights we would normally have and the seat availability we normally have. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Ben, uh, as always, we appreciate you uh, giving us the view on what is going on in China. Uh, good to have you on Money Talk. I'm sure we'll have you back soon. That's Ben Cavender, Managing Director at the China Market Research Group, joining us 